It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into World of Extremes. We look at ECW Hardcore TV from Episode 1 all the way to 401, every pay-per-view special and now ECW on 10 and in between. you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Well, well, well. I can't go any further because I'll get cancelled in 2022 for some of the shit he says. So I, I'll probably just leave it there. There's a lot of truth in that. Um, we're still in the year 2000. Shock horror. Uh, this week, we're looking at ECW on TNN, episode 33 from April 2001. One that I tried to review three weeks ago, and I was completely <laughs> wrong. And... I heard good things about this, so I, mm. I was wondering about, it. I heard about this match recently, and then I realised where from. Do you know what? Even like a bigger cluster from it, which I didn't mind because some of the matches are good. Because, obviously, I'd, I'd done it wrong and then the next week did you know, the proper episodes and all that. Um, I deleted all my notes for it. In my, <laughs> my genius. I had to go back and rewatch it all and make notes again. But, um, you know, there are bits in the lights anyway, so it doesn't matter. But there was bits where I felt, hey, I remember that. Like, I watched it two weeks ago. And we're also looking at Hardcore TV episode 363 from the 8th of April 2000. <sighs> um, yeah, East Edmonton episode 33, April 7th, 2000. They start in the ring with um, Joe Gertner, Joey Styles, doing the usual kind of spiel, getting everything going, getting this crowd hyped up as they do. Um, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. They mention about the bounty. They end up calling out Raven. Raven comes out with Francine in full Raven attire. They ask Ooh. Raven about the hit on Dreamer. Um, he said it was never him. He said, but the baldy said. Francine said it wasn't Raven. Got in a line about being a baldy. She was desperate yep. to get over. Uh, Joey Styles said it might be her. She cut a promo and kicked off before the Baldies did come out. Um, they asked, was it fear? They smell. Raven said, no, it's their mum because he had $10. <laughs> it, was, it was the most... I, I loved it because it was the most unnecessarily... You know, you know there was no reason for a your mum joke at that point. But, you know, they were like, oh, go for it. Why not? I thought that. I thought it was just so like. Why? <laughs> why? Why, why, why do you need to do it? The mum jokes. Why? Why are you doing a your mum joke? But yeah, it was but just kind is, of like. This is yeah. weird, like just entertaining yourself kind of promos, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And yeah, they didn't like it as much as we did, and they beat him up. So. He deserved it. Talking about their mama. He did. This sort of makes you think, like you. They would sort of turn around and say, "Oh, maybe Raven hasn't done the hit then." It makes no sense. It almost, it sort of almost cleaned it up that it wasn't him. Yes. I, uh, I think. I mean, obviously, Dreamer's super intense promo later on, so it's different. But surely, if this person had taken yeah. out the hint, and you are 100% sure it's him that had done it, would you not then be like, oh, we've beaten him up? He might not pay us the money now. Um. So, I mean, it gets a little bit murky in regards to what the Baldies actually knew. Yeah. 
um, and we'll 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 get. Um, but you know, but this is you know you, you're saying about Tommy Dreamer. This is the same Tommy Dreamer who, you know, for the longest time had this thing about um, uh, Raven hitting Francine on purpose. Yeah, even though there's video footage showing that he didn't. And even though everyone in the back is sitting there going, you realise he didn't actually do that. And even when it's like, you know, I've, I've seen the tape, there was no kind of, you know, backing off from it. The the, the baby face remained just kind of like, I'm going to beat you up because you beat up my girl. So, yeah, it was... It, 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 Tommy Dreamer's just, you know, he's just profiling. It's all just about, you know, profiling with him. Um, although he does have an interesting line that I, I liked. Um, uh, yeah, it was it it was um, it was a strong enough opening. It's good to see Raven. It's good to hear him talk. It's good to hear Francine talk. I still wish she wouldn't wear what she's wearing. I, I hate the fact that you know she's she's we've lost so much of kind of the sassy she's, princess love. And, she's almost like gone back to even. Like debut Francine, so when she was with Stevie Richards, you went yeah. back to sort of that, but given no sort of recollection to. But even that, part of like the nest originally, or you can do that with a style that's still her own, rather than yeah. baggy t-shirt, baggy coat, baggy shorts, hair scrunched up and pulled back. You know, <clears> it, it's such a surrender of everything she she was. You know, she she's that's not that's not covered in any story. I think that's the confusing part. If it was a whole sort of almost like Raven back to almost sort of being like the nest sort of, you know, what's he got over a kind of thing almost just. But it's not. It's just a full yeah. like when he took like sort of uh, Sandman's like wife and kid. There was a whole like, you know, what's he got over yeah. him? Sort of get away from him. Where it's it, it's it's just you know and here's the clothes that Chastity left. Yeah, no, it's um, it's strange, but a strong start. I mean, it's the biggest story they sort of have on TV, really, apart from the TV title. So it's it, it's good to sort of continue it. Um, Sinister Minister doing his random bits, talking about um, the situation. Said someone's pulling the strings and led to a, a big zoom out where he's sitting there pulling. The strings with Mikey at the bottom of them laughing uncontrollably. I, I, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how much of this is um, nostalgia, um, because I loved Sinister Minister and Mikey yeah. when you know back in the day watching this originally. Um, but I'm still, I, I still love it. I, I. I still, you know, his his promos make very little sense. They they do, you know, the 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 double talk, blah 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 that we see a thousand times. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 still very much into it. So um, yeah, happy to see wherever they may go. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I mean, they just they just sort of work together. I mean, obviously we know it gets better, but they just this. There's something about it. This is pretty um, decent. First match, Steve Carino versus Kid Cash. Um, I probably mentioned a couple of weeks that I enjoyed this match. I still 
um, enjoyed this match. It is a good match. Um, yeah, you know. I... Sorry, go for it. No, go on. I was just going to say, it's just obviously because last couple of weeks we've obviously had Carino um, with refs and, and stuff like that. And both still sort of slightly more serious. There's still sort of a, a comedic loser kind of thing with him as well. So there is a transition. But this this yeah. felt a, a nice, obviously, um, assist from Rhino at the end for Carino to get the win. I felt like, you know, Carino put on a strong enough match here for it to be decent. Yeah, I mean, I love the the reference they make about the the changing style of of Carino. Uh, you know, he's in he's in the trunks. He's you know far more like a, a Texas based wrestler. Um, uh, yeah, just just brilliant. Continuing towards the evolution of Steve Carino, he he looks so much kind of bigger. Um, and more confident and comfortable than he did when we started watching him do kind of the king of the old school and the the the, the um, limp biscuit stuff. Oh, massively! I it's, mean, it, you you just can't overstate the impact that the the dusty um, feud had on on him. Just the the absolute. You know, confidence and evolution that he, he just has gone for. It's just incredible. I think so. I mean, it's good. It's good, obviously. I, I kind of respect the fact that he still didn't like win clean. I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The He's the heel. Yeah, exactly. He's the heel. It gets Rhino over as a beast. Um, Carino's still sort of the, the heel, sort of cramming out. It, it just worked. He didn't need to. Sort of do anything more. So Carino picked up the win. We go backstage. FBI basically are there talking about TV title match. Cyrus walks in and says the network have decided that next week the TV title match will now be a three-way dance with Tajiri, Crazy, and Guido. And um, he basically said that Tajiri's in on it or something, didn't they? Sort of. They won't have any problems. Yeah. Yeah. So he 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 because I mean Guido's thing is you know quite rightly. Um, so I now need to beat two people. And, and, you know, Cyrus reassures him that, that it's all been, you know, taken care of. Yeah. We then um, sort of cut to Cyrus talking to Chichiri where you sort of semi-learned that maybe that's not the case. Yep. And um, it's all sort of a bit of a setup to try and get there. TV title of, of crazy, but it's good again. Simple couple of segments, nice little build. You've got more interest for the match next week. Now you know that there's, there's going to be sort of a turn and a surprise sort of turn and all that sort of stuff. So it seems all decent. Shenanigans, shenanigans, shenanigans. Um, and I, 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 I've been waiting to see this because I have a feeling that the three of them could put in a good match together. First <laughs> time ever. I'm, I'm shocked they, they've waited this long, but now they're here. Once in a lifetime. Um, but we do get a television title match this week. Could it throw us banner in the works for next week's triple threat? Super crazy defending against Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, it's nice to see Mikey face someone new, to be honest. Yes. Um, yeah, it's nice to see some Mikey face someone. I thought the... Yeah. 
the commentators gave a lot of credit to obviously his history and winning sort of this title and that and others in the past. So he did try to big him up as a worthy competitor because he is. And um you yeah, know, again, like a solid match. I, I, obviously, Crazy's on fire at the moment, and, and Mikey's a workhorse, so they just sort of linked up, and it was. I just thought it was an enjoyable match. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I, I think that even with the commentators trying to do heavy lifting, um, there's a little storytelling issue in the sense of, um, you know, they they've already told you what the main event is for next week, so you kind of know who's going to win. Um, and as I said, even with the, the commentators trying to do the, well, you know, that's only if he can get through Mikey. Um, they, they kind of, uh, it just feels like a really, you could have quite comfortably done the match followed by the segments. Yeah. And it would have made far more sense, you know, ah, oh, that's a tough match, but next week we know he's got, you know, Guido and, and, and he's, you know, also got Tajiri, so you know his, his days are numbered. Um, you know, I, I know he's a fighting champion. We've seen that again tonight, but you know, it, they're just stacking the odds against him. Um, that uh, I don't know why you just don't do that. I don't know why you just don't. You know, you don't need. You're not building up interest in the match that's about to happen. You're not selling the match that's about to happen. So you could quite happily just have those segments in reverse order and you're good. Yeah, no, I agree. It would have made a lot more sense and um, it just flowed a bit better, really. We didn't have to do sort of overdubbing commentaries trying to explain how this changes everything, Gif. Um, next up, we had a Dreamer promo. I'll let you take it away with this because I felt like you are a bit more invested. I... <sighs> Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> and that's a word. Um, so, um, so where we basically are is, um, uh, why won't you fight, face me, Raven? Why won't you fight me, Raven? One on one, because obviously you know they've they've spent a lot of time fighting up until now. Um, uh, you know, I know you like the back of my hand. And I hate the back of my hand. Um, okay, cool. Um, it, it felt very much like um, Dreamer was trying to find somewhere between... It, it was D, Dreamer doing an impression of Raven doing a Cactus Jack promo. Yeah. Um, was kind of you know what it was. Uh, the interesting thing, I, the, the line that I... I that caught me and I, I thought about was um, uh, because without Tommy Dreamer, there is no Raven. And it's part of a bigger, bigger kind of, you know, rubbish about, you know, all the gimmicks and all the, the, the other companies and it's just not worked. And it's kind of like, well, that's, that's a little bit, you know, like, I mean, it's easy to say when you've stayed in the same gimmick in the same company and not tried to do anything. And, you know, I, I don't think you can say that Raven wasn't successful in in WCW, not to the same level. I appreciate, but um, yeah, he was a um, he was a champion, and you know, was he tag well. champ? I think he was tag champ in there as well he, as he was tag champ at the end with um, Saturn when he 
Yeah, and um, US, US champ, champ, obviously. Yeah. Um, on the cover of WCW NWO Revenge. Yeah. Um, for the N for the for the N sixty four, yeah, for the N sixty four. Um, which although apparently was just because the person who designed the box art was a huge fan to put him on the cover. <laughs> no one really knew about it. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I, but I, I thought that was interesting that the, you know, without Tommy Dreamer, there would be no Raven because thinking back about it, I, I do think Raven outgrew the Tommy Dreamer feud with the stuff he did with, you know, Sandman and, and the stuff he did in WCW and stuff. But um, it was the one. So what do you think? Is is it as as straight without Tommy Dreamer there is no Raven? To say no Raven is, is a stretch. To to say a successful Raven, I agree. And you know, there'll always be like if you say Raven, you, you naturally always say Tommy Dreamer. I, I mean, the 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 thing for me was, I think Sandman you know, feud sort of took them solidified. both. To, yeah, both of them. To be fair, separately, um, Dreamer and made him. Yeah, so I mean, the thing I was trying to work through is, if it's not for Dreamer, then is Raven a gimmick that lasts as long as Scotty the Body, Scotty Flamingo, and we get another iteration? Is it does it not become, you know, a, a thirty year on enduring, still what Scott Levy is known by gimmick? Is it is it one that kind of you know runs for three years and and stops? I think it'd still be popular because it was very much of the time. So I, I think they kind of ticked enough boxes. Mm. Of the time, which is why he was able to go to WCW and it sort of got over. When let's be honest, most WCW were getting god knows how many million viewers at the time about eight, about eight. And I'm guessing ECW probably wasn't even getting half a million viewers at the time, yeah. And he did it right there with no story or no idea of who a Tommy Dreamer was. And with with Bischoff admitting quite comfortably on on the podcast, which is in the news for other reasons this week, um, that he didn't get Raven, he didn't get the gimmick, he didn't understand it, he didn't get the the, the outcast pariah thing, um, so didn't really get behind it because he didn't get it. And that's what I'm saying. So if you look at it from that standpoint. He did. Um, he didn't need Tommy Dreamer to get over in WCW. No, but it's part of that because he'd found the character, and he'd found the character because of the feud with Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, potentially, I mean, they're always sort of part and parcel, but uh, it's just so hard, isn't it? I, I... Yeah. I'd go. I'd go see Raven. Would never become what he was. Raven would nowhere near be a bigger, bigger star as he is without Tommy Dreamer. There would have been a Raven, but like you said, would it have lasted the test of time? Mm. You know, they they definitely elevated each other. And um, 
<clears throat> that's part of the fact that ECW allowed them to have such a long, long feud. It was very, it was just it yeah. was different at the time. It was very old school. You didn't have these long drawn out feuds then. And one way, you know, yeah. the fact that that you know for for eighteen months, two years, Dreamer could not beat Raven. Well, that's it. So it all sort of just adds sort of part and parcel. And I do think it's all, um, yeah. So there is a lot of truth there. I thought it was a line. I thought it was a good line. I thought it was an interesting line. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge, I don't know whether this has come across. I'm not a huge Tommy Dreamer fan. I respect what he did, but I'm not, you know, he's, he's not, when when we do the the Rushmore of ECW at the very end, he's going to be one of those that I I put out that caveat of, um, you know, it's about the amount of time they're on the show. It's not and how well they're focused. It's not about liking them. Yeah. Um, and to, to the main event, which is Tommy Dreamer versus the Baldies, uh, Sandman. Came out early doors to help Tommy Dreamer, so they came two against three. Baldy's kind of started to beat him up. It was kind of um, a big, wild, old school brawl, but it was, it was a lot of fun, to be fair. Uh, eventually, left to Raven, a battered Raven, coming out and sort of cleaning the house and taking out the Baldies and picking up the win. But the idea is Raven's not come out to help Dreamer, Raven's come out to seek revenge for the attack that they sort of had on him. Yes. So, all very good, I thought. All very good, but yeah, that's a good match. To be fair, um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was an interesting, um, it was a good match. It was it was uh, what you'd expect in that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a it was a solid match, and um, obviously because of my my fanboyness and my bias, um. Love the fact that that Raven ran out and made the save and tipped the odds and and got the win. Oh, big time! It was um, it was good. Good to see him sort of get involved a bit more. Because again, like I said I don't since Raven's come back, I haven't really been impressed with anything they've done with him. No, been massively lackluster. But outside that first kind of well, yeah, he won. You know, in that he won the title and he didn't really. Yeah. He wasn't involved in matches. He still was just coming down the last minute and pick, doing even flow and winning. Um, after the match, Mike Awesome's music hit. He came to the ring and he said to Dreamer, Raven didn't take the hit out on him. He knows if it definitely wasn't him. Then um, Judge Jeff Jones basically said he did it. And um, Mike Awesome destroyed everyone. And um, I guess to try and collect the hit money. He actually battered them. Um, awesome bombs, everything like that. We then went to the back. Reprimer from Jeff Jones. <sighs> well, he said he took out the hit because he watched old tapes of Memphis and thought it'd be a fun thing to do. Yeah. I mean, like, on the on this sort of, um, <clears throat> the second watch of this in the last couple of weeks, I found it slightly funnier this time. But the first time I watched it, I thought, well, just a cop out of like this, like three week story. Yeah, it, it just uh, felt really just. 
so then what happens is uh, Judge Jeff Jones gets assaulted by Mike Awesome, who demands his money for take yeah. for collecting the bounty on Tommy Dreamer, then yeah. demands even more money for taking out Raven. Um, yeah. Gets paid out and cuts to the promo to the camera saying um, uh, he's got money in his pocket, he's got food on his plate, and he's got the ECW championship. So life is good. Um, so it looks like we're, we're, we're aiming for Dreamer versus Awesome. Um. Yeah, nothing's going to happen in the next week to fuck up that feud. Not at all. But if we if we take this as as the direction they were aiming for, yeah. If we if we don't don't you know have awesome turning up on a different show on a Monday night and all the rest of it, um. So. Bounty is on Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Because, just because. And the person who's taken out the bounty is the champion because he wants money because being champion doesn't pay him enough that he doesn't have to do these things. Yeah. Um, And because he's he's chasing Tommy for a match with Tommy, even though he's the motherfucking champion. Yeah. We still have the champion having to pick fights to get people to challenge for his belt. Yeah. So if this feud was to go ahead the issue between Tommy Dreamer and Mike Awesome is not you hold the belt that I have not been able to get my hands on. I should be, you know, I am Mr. ECW. I should be the champion. I should be able to talk to people about the multiple championship reigns. And my career means nothing if I don't have that. If I haven't got that accolade, you were here for 30 seconds and you won that championship. You're a multiple time champion. I've never held it to the point where, you know, Francine's been cutting promos on me for weeks about, you know, I even managed to get Tommy Dreamer to hold a championship um, to Tommy Dreamer. I'm so eager to fight you that I'm even taking you know, I'm cashing in on bounties. The champion is cashing in on a bounty. You know, if you think about how this was done with, with Shane Douglas, if you think about how this was done in Memphis, in, in, you know, all of these other things, all with the horsemen, with, with all of the NWA territories, it was that the champion puts out a bounty to take out the contender to stop them getting to me because I'm scared of that they're going to take my belt, so I want them in a weakened state before they get to me. Yeah. And on this one, it's 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 the only way the champion can get a match. 
No, it's just um, it felt like the story is plodding along. It, it does feel just like they just end up just rushing sort of story just to get it done. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, is it that they thought it was Raven and then they changed the story? Was that what they were going with, or I just? Uh, I mean, if Raven cuts the promo that says, "Yeah, I took it about on him," why just to fuck with him, really? Yeah. You know, I've I've spent my career playing games with with Tommy Dreamer, making sure he's on edge, making sure he's wound up. You know, he's he's only he's at his best when when he's in a fight. So you know, just making sure he's always in a fight because you know. And, and and will I come and save you? Will I come and beat you up? I'm the only one who knows. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the one that's getting you beaten up. Maybe I'm the one that's saving you from being beaten up. Maybe it just depends on what mood I'm in. You know, that's 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 fine. That's that's a absolutely fine place to be. Francine being responsible for it, absolutely fine place to be. Judge Jeff Jones, who's then surprised that his the person he's representing is the one who's picked up and, and, and taken the thing. Judge Jeff Jones, who as a manager apparently earns more money than the champion. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird thing. Um it's a very weird thing, and it? like you said, it just. So, last week we were—I was kind of doing the whole—is uh, feuding with, is feuding with, is feuding this. So this week, Tommy Dreamer is feuding with the Baldies. He is also feuding with Raven, who is also feuding with the Baldies, and he is also feuding with Mike Awesome. Who's also feuding with Raven, who's also feuding with the Buildies. Yeah. He's also joined by Sandman, who's feuding with the Baldies, who by the way are feuding with New Jack and Bulls Mahoney. Sandman is also feuding with Rhino, who's also feuding with uh Super Crazy, who's also feuding with Tajiri and, and Guido. Yeah. That's before we mentioned the tag team champions. Yeah. Who a week ago, two weeks ago, came out to interrupt the the partnership made in hell or whatever they were called. It just all feels so confused at the moment. They don't really I mean if they had a pay-per-view in like a week's time or something, I guess you could argue Dreamer, awesome. But what other matches do you have on there? I mean, obviously we get a bit more on hardcore TV of potential tag team challenges, but even that, everything is just... I mean, maybe... Weird, such in a weird place. Maybe Raven Angel? Yeah, but still no Except... acknowledgement about New Jack at all. Why? 
Which is shocking, I feel. Um, super crazy rhino, possibly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Balls Mahoney ran out and made a save for a little while ago, and that was for nothing. I, I swear, XPW. Super crazy rhino, well. super cra- uh, rhino, Sandman. So I think, did we work out before? I think XPW has started now. Yeah. Because Stabu's over there, so is Axel, so is Cronus. I think they're all early doors people that went over there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's so, so bizarre. But that's, um, that's how they ended the show. Um, jumping into the next night, Hardcore TV, episode 363, April the 8th, 2000. Slightly different vibe on this show, but I didn't mind it too much. The uh, show kicks off with Dangerous Lights in the ring. Louis Dangerously basically just does his usual promo just to piss off the crowd. They absolutely lie. They hate him. It just winds them up so much, I think. Yep. So fair play to him. Uh, we didn't get the match. New Dangerous Alliance versus Danny Dorian and Roadkill. If Dorian and Roadkill win, um, Electra has to strip off naked. Yay, baby faces. <laughs> Um, it, it's kind of like I know it's like typical but it is what it is but as soon as you heard the stipulation you sort of knew who was going to win I mean the saving grace from this I think CW looks strong solid uh, spine buster to pick up the win I think his his growth is one of those little you know in the background you have little ones obviously Kid Cash is doing his thing now yeah. a lot more um, CW sort of growing into his stuff a lot more ones that you sort of know we're coming in we're like decent at the end of like ECW they're in the background sort of growing so it's good to see CW getting a lot more sort of time and that than some of the others absolutely yep and that that was I personally that was probably the saving grace from I thought from that so only dangerous ones pick up the win um, they talk about Spike and RVD both being victims of Rhino. Oh, you, you're going to skip over the fact that Danny Doring then stripped off Electra because that's what. I thought he started did he do. do it. I know he sort of went to. Yeah, he pulled off the jacket, so you know she covered up and ran away. <sighs> oh boy. Um, yeah, they spoke about Spike and RVD both being victims of Rhino. And they're now going to show an unseen match between RVD and Spike. Uh, for an unseen match, I felt it's had loads and loads of time. Uh, yeah. Now, I mean, the problem is, the problem is, if you're going to tell me it's an unseen match, I assume, and this is me, this is on me, this is this is my stupid interpretation. I, I fully accept that. But if you tell me it's unseen, my version of unseen is never before seen. Yeah. Not you've seen 27 other matches between these two. It's just this one you haven't, which by the way, ends in the same way that all the other 27 have finished. Um, you know, we're back to, to house show loops, aren't we? And we're back to, you know, live show loops. And, and, and that's where we find ourselves is, you know, you haven't seen this match except you have seen this match because it's the spots that they, they always do with, with a few variations um, and the outcome that they always do. Um, it's just this particular one 
you haven't seen. Yeah. So uh, it just felt a little bit over the top to do the um, never before seen. You you could just say, you know, we're in a building, you know, last time we were here in this building or, you know, previously we were in this building, they both had uh, a, a hell of a match. So, you know, we're going to show it to you now. Yeah, I mean, again, it was, it was decent enough. I mean, it does it does get you excited from um, them both coming back when they do because they are big characters and they are missed, especially RBD. He was just like such a go-to. Maybe the show is based around them a bit too much and they've sort of been found out in that sense. But they haven't really, since he's got injured and the whole awesome thing sort of fell apart, I don't think they've really regrouped a lot of the angles. No. Because he was obviously the TV title angle. He was in the heavyweight title angle. Everything was sort of a bit around him and it's sort of very much they've fallen, I think, quite a lot. But, um, yeah, match is good. RVD wins, obviously, would do this during his TV title reign, so obviously he didn't lose, so it's a no-brainer he would win this. Decent enough match. Um, got you excited for both of them to come, but as a match, it's not one you'd rush back and watch again. It's just a solid match. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's... it's it's uh, Yeah. Um. I guess you can't really break down too much detail. We then went into a random series of events when we suddenly had Chris Chetty in a match against Justin Credible with Chris Chetty winning. That led to Lance Storm coming out and all kicking off and then Nova beating Lance Storm. Yeah, so this is... You remember a few weeks back where there was a number one contender match between... Um, Danny Doring in Roadkill and Chris Chetty in Nova. Cool. Well, following that match, Chris Chetty and Nova still haven't had their their title shot. Yeah. So, so this, because you know they're 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 dodging them. So this is kind of you know what they're building to. Now, the two bits that I need you to not pay attention to in that story is one. Chris Chetty and Nova didn't win the number one contender match. Yeah. It was actually Doring and Roadkill that won. They also have never had their title shot, but because they've been shuffled into the Dangerous Alliance match, Chetty and Nova are the number one contenders now. So don't, 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 you know, look at that bit. And number two, please ignore the fact that they did have a match about two weeks ago. Well, yeah, and it wasn't even like a built-up match. It was just a cut-straight-into match, wasn't it? Yeah, they, they started coming out in on um, East W on TNN, and the match happened um, on Hardcore TV. That's the one. And it That's was, you know, if you want to tell a, a slightly different story, it was, you know, a, a, a finish where everyone got involved. So you could say that they'd been they'd had that moment stolen from them, yeah. but to say that they haven't had their match and they're being ducked is 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 strange. Especially again, 
they didn't win the number one contender match. No. Um, so we had all that. We then had the recap of the reveal of um, Judge Jeff Jones taking out the hit on Tommy Dream and everything that unfolded that we just discussed. And then the show ended with the Impact players saying they gave these two kids opportunities, and but they've never beaten them in a tag team match. I guess we lead into that match as well. I mean, uh, the Impact players feel so cold compared to where they were just a few weeks ago. I just, I just feel everyone's left on this simmer when you've got all these like, like decent people plodding around, but they're not doing like. <clears throat> I mean, you could have the Impact players realistically feud against Tommy Dreamer and Sandman just mix it up a little bit and it's a hot enough feud you know yeah. and then have maybe Raven spin off with like the Baldies or whatever again someone find someone for awesome I don't know who but you you could find whatever you, you probably the way you do a pay per view is probably do Doran for a pay per view match or something if you did it right you know, but I mean, there's enough of it to spin off into things, but it just don't seem to commit yeah. to anything. You know, you could even do like crazy. You could have done crazy in a title versus title match. You know, or crazy with Rhino. There's ways to fill it out, but I just feel like, yeah, it's just so weird that you just left. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know if there was such a thing with having problem with contracts at this point. And he was scared to push anyone too much. No, which, which you know, <clears> makes know sense, sounds, especially with what we know. Silly. That sounds silly. Well, with hindsight, like... we know it's, it's not because, you know, uh, as you alluded to, um, we're about to see one of the biggest shocks in the Monday Night Wars where the ECW champion turns up on WCW. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it is, it's just, it, it feels kind of paralyzed in fear. Um, and it feels like what they've also tried to do is just slow everything down until they can get RVD back. And that's... Yeah, it, it feels like everything was based around RVD being the world champion. And they missed out one pay-per-view. And they're putting everything on Simmer, hoping it will come back in time for the second pay-per-view. And it just sort of, yeah, all gets split up, obviously, as we've alluded to, as people sort of, it's well documented. <clears throat> uh, Mike Awesome, I'm guessing, at some point in between this, might be as soon as the Monday, isn't it? It must be the Monday. Let me see what the internet says. It must be the um, the Monday following because he'd already been on Nitro when he dropped the belt. April 10th, 2000. Yeah. Awesome. Makes a surprise appearance on Monday Nitro. This is literally two days away. While still reigning ECW champ. Yeah, so two days after picking up the hit on being, he fucked off to WCW. Um, Yeah. Refused to sign a new contract with ECW until Paul Heyman paid him overdue wages. 
which is why he was so desperate for the hit. Well, it, suddenly it all makes sense. You were right. It was a shoot. It's a shoot, brother. So Judge Jeff Jones was just sitting there watching Memphis at home. It's all a shoot. Judge, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. weird. So. Judge was still getting paid. Awesome wasn't. Um, it's just so wild, though, isn't it? I mean, obviously we'll do that. And obviously we know about um, Taz coming over. I think at one point we've got to jump over to WWE and watch the famous um, Taz Triple H match. Mm. I think it's important that we see that. So we might jump over at that at some point. And um, who knows? What yeah. Might even jump to Nitro just to watch the Mike Awesome segment. I was thinking that. I was just thinking that as I was reading that because you know we've 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 followed some. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've jumped over. We have. I mean, I think... uh, Raven was the last one. Yeah, I mean it's been a um, while. Obviously, we sort of we kept eyes and read results for people like Dudley Boys and obviously Taz. Bam, bam. About the... Yeah, we haven't actually gone back. I don't. I don't think I could sit for a whole night, try. I think we could sit for a segment. Yeah, I, it might. We'll see. We'll see. We'll have a look. We'll have a look we'll because see. I think I think we need to kind of you know immerse ourselves in, and also kind of checking on you know the old East W alumni who are hanging around and are doing whatever. But this was because this was someone who was the reigning champion. Um, this is big. turning up. There was rumours about he was going to turn up and throw the belt in the trash. And there was supposed yeah, rumours that, was it Shane Douglas and um, Bam Bam weren't going to let him do it or something? Or... Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously like, no based upon, you know, Medusa, Alundra Blaze doing the same thing yeah. with the, the, the women's champ, WWF women's championship on Raw, uh, on, on Nitro. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, it, this was this was this was huge. This was a ridiculous um, thing. So I, I think I think we will need to watch a part of it, and also made just a thousand times worse because of the relationship that WCW and Paul Heyman didn't have. Um, you know, as as has been referenced many a times. You know, one of the reasons why ECW actually exists in the first place is because Paul Heyman soon and won. Um, against WCW and used a chunk of his payout to buy out um, Eddie Gilbert and and take on ECW. Yeah, mole as well. The mole as well. Got a lot. The love loss between um, these two and to uh, for this to happen here, um, you know. It, it it wouldn't have happened in the same way in WWF, and no, you can say what you want, but you can you can kind of see, you know, Dudleys were able to drop the belts and do the job on the way out. Taz did the job on the way out. You know, the people who WWF did steal because they did, um, but it was done in a very different type of business, yeah, which is why you to... see, yeah, yeah, and and the fact that. They allow Taz to go back to help them. Yeah, exactly. So all, all says a lot, really. But that's all coming next week. Obviously, that is the end of the shows this week. Uh, Jay, what is your match of the week? 
Judge Jeff Jones versus Memphis. Um, uh, do you know what? I'm going to take your recommendation. I, I'm going to, to, to echo what you said. There's some fun matches on, on this week. Um, Super Crazy versus Mikey Whitbreck I thought was fun. Um, but really enjoyed Carino and Kid Cash. I really enjoyed Carino being able to kind of really showcase what he's been up to and what he's doing. Uh, you know, hitting his first bionic elbow for a two. Um, you know, I loved the the evolution of of Carino. Loved him actually, you know, being able to work a decent match um, with someone uh, to the, the the levels of Kid Cash. So that's my recommendation for the week. It's also your recommendation from two weeks ago. It is, and uh, probably my recommendation next week as well. Should keep it going. <laughs> Um, you can find us at underscore sports arena on Instagram or Twitter. Um, yeah, share your ECW posts, anything you might do, old shows, merchandise, custom figures, just a memory you just want to share with someone that loves ECW. Um, get involved. We always love it. That is that for us. We will be back next week as we continue our journey in the stream as we relive the revolution. But until then, I guess there's only um, one thing to say. Just like the coconut covered, uh, coconut chocolate covered treat, that's the whole fucking bounty.